Good Wednesday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and thank you kindly for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. It's great to be with you from our studio in downtown Charlottesville, a show presented by Yes Realty Partners, and a supply chain of trusted companies that you should call or contact for anything real estate related. We love to highlight Interstate Service Company, a home's best friend, ISC, Interstate Service Company. Judah Wickhauer, the director and producer of this fine and fair talk show. You will see the distinguished gentleman, Keith Smith, in a matter of moments, wearing blue on blue and looking quite sharp as he's doing it. A little red, maybe? A little red in there. He's currently counting some inventory numbers in what is a supply-throttled real estate market. The demand is certainly there. We just need the inventory to hit the market to start driving sales and volume. Judah Wickhauer, if you could do us the kind favor of going to the studio camera and then at your convenience, a two shot. Um, Judah's also wearing, in fact, it's the, it's the blue crew. Look at that. Maybe we get a three shot we on planned. Judah so we, we can see the blue crew. There he's was got the n- microphone. And he's got the microphone. He's been on point as of late. 2024 has been a fantastic year for Judah. It's the blue crew, Judah. Yeah. Yep. We went and went unplanned. I'm so blue. Yep. <laughs> I'm so blue. You're not blue. I am blue. Well, you're blue wearing, but you're not yeah, blue but in you're, yeah. demeanor. You're generally very consistent with your mood. You uh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, he is like, I'm, we're going like literally. If we're not in our fifth year, we're awfully close close to it. Uh, other than a few rise, eyebrows raised, I don't think I've ever seen your tone change at all. The Virginia Sports Hall of Famer Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe of the Jerry and Jerry Show dubbed him Mr. Consistency. Mr. Consistency. Wow, that is, that is interesting. Keith Smith doing some data crunching wow. on the fly here on Real Talk with Keith Smith. What is so interesting, my friend? Well, huh. And viewers and listeners, if you have questions or comments, yeah, yeah, please, please, please. put them in the feed. We'll relay please, them live please. on air. So, same week. Again, uh, for those who I'll repeat myself because you know I tell the same joke over and over. And you over often again, do because I'm a dad and dad does dad jokes and but, a grandpa and a gr- grandpa, and so I take pictures of the week over week and I can save them in my phone. So this same week ending in 21, there was 53 homes that came on the market, 66 went pending. Same week in 22 was 54 homes came on the market, 91 went. Pending, so that's the banner year. This week is 57. So what I'm trying to get at is, is we're kind of kind of normal now, right? So three years in a row, this same week, we've been hitting between 53 and 57 homes on the market. I think it feels like a lot because I think if we go back and take a look at people this, think this feels like a lot of inventory. It's a it it's a jump. Over what it was in November and December. In Q4, okay. Right, okay. And, and that's what I was about to get. I bet you if we go look in, Q, you know, pick a random week in Q4 of 21, you're not going to see 12 homes. You're not going to see 17 homes, which we were seeing at the end of Q4 in uh, 2023, right? We're in 2024 and 2020, 23. So, look, I, I think inventory week over week, year over year over year is kind of consistent. Um, the inventory uh, took a bit of a jump, drop, right? We went from 91 and 22, excuse me, depending, went from uh, 91 and 90 and 2022. Good, I can speak English today. 91 pending homes in 2022. Thank you for keeping me You're straight. You're welcome. And this week it's 70. So that's a substantial 
substantial drop. So 2022 interest rates were still were, were lower than they are now. They were higher than they are. Definitely they are at the, at the moment. Uh, but anyway, I, I just I found that interesting. We did that on the fly. I, I didn't expect I didn't expect week over week over week for three years to be very close to the same same inventory. Ricardo Cruz Duran, welcome to the hey, program. Hey, Ricardo. Thank you kindly for joining us. See some folks at Closure uh, watching the oh, program. Cool. Uh, viewers and listeners, give the show a like and a share anywhere you are watching. Ask us questions. We'll relay them live on air. This question's a pretty straightforward one. Jennifer, we love when you watch the show. Why can't we find any homes out there? So um, we had an interesting conversation with the coffee lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I'm, I'm not saying 53 homes week over week over week. For three years in a row, 50 to 53 to 57 is a good thing. I just didn't, didn't expect to see that consistent kind of number, which is telling me that, you know, we're kind of at a normal market for the last three years of units coming on. We're going to take a really deep dive into Sylvana on Friday, which I'm excited about and been doing a ton of work. We've got um, Tony O'Brien and Chris Fairchild, two board of supervisors, to come on. But you know, just to focus on Lake Monticello because I was pre preparing for it this morning on it. You know, we're still down to under 10 homes for sale. So take a look at the new units that are on the market. There may be 57 on, but are they in the right price, right location, right features, and right right conditions? Holly Foster and Hanareko, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you kindly for joining us. Vanessa Parkhill, Hello, and thank you for joining us. Suzanne Coffey, welcome to the show, and thank you kindly for joining us. Give the show a like and a share. Rob Neal, we appreciate you. Thank you kindly for joining us. Um, this is a good question. Beth Mark, hello. Uh, thank you for joining us. Jason Howard on Rio, hello. Thank you for joining us. Um, in such a tight inventory market, would Keith suggest when listing a home to use the agents that specialize in the neighborhood? For example, there's agents that specialize in Lake Monticello. Would you use Lake Monticello agents to list um, and other specialists per neighborhood? It's a great question. Yeah, it's interesting. So I just looked at the 57 that came on, and 28 of them are in Albemarle County. The rest of them are in Charlottesville, Fulvana, Green, and, and Louisa, and Nelson. But the, the, the lion's share is in Albemarle County. So the question is, look, Do you use the neighborhood specialists. So any real estate agent that's, that works within the car footprint should be a specialist in all of the areas. I know that's what we do, right? We take deep dives into it. People ask me all the time, why do I do so many shows? It makes me better at helping people sell or buy because, you know, we crunch numbers and we understand the market. So the short answer to that is... Um, the best real estate agent to find to help list is the one that you have the that you have a connection with and relation relationship with. If they've never sold in Lake Monticello, don't understand that. Give us a call; we'll help them out. But, well, would you use a neighborhood specialist? Yeah, if there's somebody, you, who, you're, you're, if there's some. Well, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of hedging my answer on it because there's really no such thing as I, if somebody says they're a Lake Monticello specialist. You could be a Lake Top Monticello specialist, but the inventory turning that way, you're not making a living. So you have to be a specialist in everything out that way. If you wish to use a Lake Monticello specialist, um, you know, that's something that you have to decide. But I think everybody that's in the marketplace that is good, 
um, are specialists in all the areas. Keith Smith? Did I answer that? I mean, you kind of <laughs> sidestepped the answer. Uh, but I understand why you're having to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, if you're comfortable with the Lake Monticello specialist, I, I don't even know if that even exists, if that's a thing. I mean, you, I've been living there since 1987. I, I, I'd say you and Yona have extremely yeah. specialized understanding of Lake Monticello. And I never, and, and I think. And I would say that's the neighborhood you probably sell the most of any of in Central Virginia. So we, are we starting our therapy time? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't look at myself that way, and that's part of my problem. Right. So thank you for throwing me the softball. I just didn't catch it yeah. and, run, and run with it. But yes, I've been living there since 1987. If the problem is, is I know too much. You know, uh, and you build homes there. I built 600 homes there. Um, I know everything about infrastructure and water and sewer. And anybody ever wants to ask any questions about that, I that would make you a specialist. That would make me a specialist. That being said. There's also real estate agents out there that can handle it very well other than us. I appreciate that. Viewers and listeners, more questions. Put them in the feed. We'll relay them um, live on air here on Real Talk with Keith Smith. Um, this is a good question. Why Thank is you, it, by the way. What, you're welcome. Why is Albemarle County getting the uh, listings? Well, if you take a look at the trends, right, they generally sell more than anything it's else. It's the biggest it, county. It's the biggest county. It has yeah. the biggest thing. But I'll tell you what. Um, I, I just I know I'm playing around with this as you're talking. It's interesting. Um, you know, it's starting to come out. I'm starting to see more of now that I've not seen in quite a while. Coming soons. So out of 57, 12 of them are in the coming soon status, um, which is interesting. Uh, I don't remember seeing that many. I remember seeing only one or two every time I would ch- every day I would check this. So the fact that we've got coming soons coming on, then that means that I think you're going to start seeing more uptick in inventory. That, that's, a, that's a big number, 12, in the last seven days to be in the coming soon status. Um, this is a great question for you. Um, it seems like you can sell at top dollar right now because there's nothing out there. You don't, you don't, you don't agree with that statement? No, I don't. What? You know, defining top dollar yeah. is, is a specialty. Back to back to the specialist thing, and to people like like um, Woody Fincham, who's one of the fine sponsors of the show, right? Fincham and Associates. Um, Love you, Woody. So define for the sake of this conversation, what is top of the market? What's top dollar? Right? You said top dollar. Yeah. Yeah. What is top dollar? Right. So top. It's what the market is prepared to pay. Mm-hmm. What you think the market is prepared to pay and what the market's prepared to pay may be two very different things. I think that's very true. Two very, two very different things. I think with little inventory, though, and buyers out there looking to purchase, now's a great time to list. And while, you're no, having, okay. while, while you have a great time to list now, you also have the challenge on the back end of buying. There is not a well. single conversation I have with anybody, either virtually or in person is, is do you know anybody who's looking to list please let us know yeah right so everyone's looking everybody's looking so yeah. it was funny i was thinking on the way in today what we we're going to talk about and the, the the end of the story the key to the game right now is listing back in the time of great unpleasantness it was buyers it was it was well it was buyers yeah, yeah definitely uh, but right now you know the whole if you're in the business the whole Focus on listings. This is going to, I think that's going to be that way until I retire, which, because I never will do. But it's going to be that way for another 10 years. Oh. At least another 10 years. Yeah. So the, the question, 
I was trying to run in my head on that is back to my famous six things, right? Location, price, features, and conditions. And it matters, right? So the unicorn years are gone, right? Just because you threw a house on the market and you picked a number or somebody picked a number that was, okay, well, Jerry sold his house for a dollar. Well, I'm going to sell my house for a dollar fifty. That doesn't mean the house is worth a dollar fifty. Right. It means the house is worth a dollar, right? Um, and what's happening here is you're starting to see that some of these long on the two DOMs is something is not right, right? Back in the days of the unicorn years, it didn't matter what condition it was. It didn't matter what features it was. Hell, in some cases, it didn't even matter what location it was. And I think you're starting to see some people regret that, that bought out in certain areas. Um, but right now, location matters. Micro markets matter. The price has to be commensurate with the market and the features and the conditions. There's properties out there that are in the right location price right, but either need too much work or don't have the right features and they're not going to move. Those are the ones I think you're going to see long in the tooth. A uh, friend of the program, Andy Zeman, watching the hey, show. Andy. Hello, Andy. Thank you kindly for watching. Woody Fincham, active on Facebook over here. Uh, Woody, hope you're doing well. Um, viewers and listeners, jump in. Uh, Ellie Tucker, watching the program. Hey, Ellie. I love when you send me photos of what you're doing around town. Happy to make those announcements at any time, Ellie. Uh, George Gilmer, welcome to the program. Thank you kindly for watching the show. Nelson, Catherine, and Melanie, welcome to the program. Neil Williamson, watching the Fair and Fine Neil, Talk Show. Neil, thank you for your help this morning. Andre Xavier, watching the Fair and Fine Talk Show. Neil, your comments to Peter Krebs yesterday were spot on. And, yes, sir, Keith Smith. And please, if you can find it, to donate a little bit money to uh, the Free Enterprise Forum. And Neil, please do. Free Enterprise Forum. The president of the Free Enterprise Forum is Neil Williamson. Please do. Neil Williamson. Uh, what's moving in that head over there? Yeah, so, you know, I'm just trying to think through, um, think through the, you know, how do you explain the first four, right? The location, price, features, and conditions to somebody. And you get this question all the time. Well, you know, why isn't there anything to buy? It's probably because it's not in the right location. Let's assume it's even at the right price, but the features and conditions aren't aren't there because folks are not going to make the pivot to buy just to buy like it was in the unicorn years. And I think we're still trying to work through this. I think sellers, for the most part, um, are come leisurely slower to the market changes. Buyers move a little bit more rapidly to the changes in the market. Um, but, you know, I think at the moment, these constant things you and I talk about on if, you know, okay, if I'm going to sell the house, where am I going? Where I'm going to move, right? This is just the real reality of it, and it's just going to not go away for any time soon. And folks coming in the market with cash, it's just you know, it, it, this is a tough time to be in this line of work. We're talking real estate. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough time. I, I, you ask me this question all the time, and I constantly, um, you know, think back you know, of 35 years, has it ever been really this hard to help people? The time of great unpleasant, it definitively, it was hard. But that's kind of a one-off. Is it going to happen again? I just read an article um, in Inman this morning that lenders are now tightening their, increasing the tightening of their um, loan requirements. So it's going to even get harder to get loans. How so? What are they doing for tightening? Uh, I've only Bruce through it breeze through it quickly, but they're starting to make it a little bit harder 
to get to get money. The credit score is going to matter more. Cash down payment is going to matter more. You know how much you're putting down on it. So all these things are going to be twisting a little a little bit. So there's no inventory. Lenders are getting going to tighten up. I'd love a lender's perspective on that. There was a quick article I read before I hit the hit the road this morning on it, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, credit scores are going to matter even more. I did a quick little post this morning about... I saw know, that, getting you know, pre-approvals. Why pre-approvals matter. Uh, they really do because you've got to determine what you can afford because there's just not much out there to buy that checks all these boxes and move on. And rents are going up. I just had a conversation with a couple of people yesterday that um, their rents are they're getting these, you know, your rent's going up in 30 days, a substantial amount. What do I do? Tough situation. Rents are going tough, up. We talked about that, Judah. It's tough. Yeah, I, I, and um, I, I'm usually working at lunch, so I didn't get a chance to see the show. But, um, yeah, they're going up. So my rents are going up. Inventory is kind of – it's increasing, and they're staying stable. The what matters. What the hell is hitting the market matters, Right. You know, location, price, features, and condition. And, you know, if this article I read is correct, you know, if, if lending requires going to get tighter, you know, it's going to be, you're going to need a trusted advisor to help you navigate this. And I think that's where it's being tough. Back in a time of great unpleasantness, it was tough because you had sellers that were going through short sales. Talk about foreclosures, like, forget about it. They're not hitting the market. Back then, they had millions of foreclosures, and now you're having this conversation about somebody that the bank is trying to push them out of their house, and how do we navigate that? And then everybody's afraid to buy because nobody wants to end up in that same, same boat. So that was a different um, set of problems. This is a unique situation. We've talked about this before, right? John Blair, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, one aspect that you did not highlight that is going to make things even more difficult, uh, real estate tax rate looks like it's going to increase a nickel. Um, this according uh, to Sean Tubbs. Sean Tubbs does uh, a great which job. Jur- which jurisdiction? Was City of Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Williamson, I'm curious of your take on this. Um, and the brokers and the lenders watching the program, I see you, the closing attorneys and realtors watching the program. Katie Pearl, Sarah Hill-Buchensky, welcome to the yeah, show. Talk about the- Thank you kindly for joining us. Neil Williamson, this is right up your alley. This is from Sean Tubbs. Ladies and gentlemen, Councilor Lloyd Snook said the reduction in the rate has led the city to the situation council currently faces. He said, I thought when we dropped our tax rate to 95 cents that we were underfunding our government and that we were not paying for maintenance, that we were not paying our people well, that we were making fundamental mistakes, Lloyd Snook said. As a result, Lloyd Snook said, on the record, he would like to see the real estate tax rate jump from 95 cents to a buck per 100 of assessed value. That's a nickel increase to the tax rate. Remember, on the dais, you have to get to three for something to become a reality. And Judah and Keith, Brian Pinkston, and Juan Diego Wade support Lloyd Snook with the nickel increase to the tax rate. So, this is this. Hear that, J-Dubs? You've, you've walked into the conversation we're going to have on Friday with my Fulvana County representatives. One is my actual representative, and the other one represents a, a, a different district in Fulvana County. And I actually have props for Friday. 
Props. I have props. Ooh, Ooh. and uh, I've been actually pretty excited about. Well, well, but we'll touch base a little bit on it. Look, that's a great comment to make. Ten cents, but it it it's ten cents of what, right? So we don't know what the tax assessed value is because, if I'm correct, and 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 to clarify, this is the advertising portion. Neil Wright, the advertising portion of the process. Remember, they have to document and advertise a potential increase of five cents. They have to advertise it, but that doesn't mean anything. They they clearly are on board for raising the rate. I get that, but we're raising the rate on what, right? So 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 it's a three, and I've talked about this numerous times. It's a three sided triangle, right? So with my prop that I'm bringing in, I kind of allude to it. It's a house. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a picture of a house. So a roof, in order for a roof to stand, you need three sides. Right? You, need, you need the bottom and two left and right. You pull one of them out, the roof structure falls. So this at the moment is what we're t- talking about is this, the rate portion of it. They haven't figured out what the hell the budget's going to be yet, which that get. And then we don't know what the tax assessed values are going to be. We have an idea, right? We have an idea what they're going to be based on uh, some reporting that you, you reported on what the increase Well, no, no, is. what the assessments came out. The assessments yeah. came out, yeah. Yeah. So we don't, I just don't know what that total number is, right? So they're going to have this total number. You're going to have the rate. And if they leave the budget alone, right, what, what we're talking about is raising the 10% to get to that zero. So the number in the middle of that triangle has to be zero, right? So the, the rate versus the assessed value and other things equals the total budget amount. So we don't know what the budget's going to be. And this is the conversation I want to have with my Fulvana friends because of that, if everybody believes my triangle scenario. I right? love your triangle scenario. No, no, I like it. I don't know if everybody else believes in it, but I believe in it. Well, I mean... The, thing about, no, the interesting thing about Fulvana County is they're not doing an assessment this year. So their assess is already set. I'm cur- I am so curious to hear what their budget thinking is. I think their budget is going to go up, which means now I'm going to actually probably pay more money to live in Fulvana County than Albemarle County. You said that. Well, we're even now. We're on flat. We're about equal. The same that amount of cash I pay. Scare the bejeebus out of Fulvana Countyans. Well, you certainly don't have the amenities that Albemarle County does. You do not. You do not. And, 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 and it's impacting people like my parents, big time. So... We- the rate going up, I mean, look, at the end of the day... Government spends money. Government spends money. <laughs> I very, mean, they, they have to realize... Very rarely, very rarely, and, and Neil will probably correct me, I, and, and he knows more about this than I do. As much as I've been involved in it, I very rarely see budgets go backwards. They seem to always grow, right? Can't we just get a budget cut? Government? I, I'm, I, well, that's a whole different kettle of fish and topic. I mean, does the city realize... I'm just saying, historically, as I track it, and I, 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 this, is no, this is not scientific by any stretch of the imagination, um, generally they go up. Because guess what? What happens at your personal budget at the house? Don't you go up almost every year because your expenses go up, right? I, mean, you feel, I wouldn't say that's the case. Oh, my God. I just... Uh, no, I just... Um, had to fill up my LP tank. Okay. Five dollars was $4.95 a gallon. I'd say there's many households whose budgets do not go up every Last day. year, no, your expenses. I Last would, year. I would say there's many households whose expenses do not go up every year. They cut things out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
People who lived on fixed income cut things out. If they raised the tax rate so, a nickel at the same time the assessments went up, what was the average assessment increase in the city? Yeah. We talked I, about that previously. What was it like? And that's why I'm really st- – so the right people from my county, the right people I have this conversation with is going to be here on Friday. So what services do you cut? How do you do that? And, the, and are you talking of Fluvanna or the city of Charlotte? It doesn't matter. You just have to have a real frank conversations about things like business owners do. Like, like we do as moms and dads at the head of households when we have kids and we're figuring things out. Yeah. And it's, it's not a friendly conversation. But, I mean, you can't keep going that. back. Gonna, I know you that. Yona took away to, my debit card today. You can't keep going back to taxpayers and homeowners and say, joke. give us more money. Did you hear my joke? I heard your joke. I heard your joke. Took my de- debit card away from me. She capped it. Now she take it away from me. You're 100% right. But those are hard conversations to have when you're behind the dais because you've got people with their hand out. You've got department. I mean, the city of Charlottesville, you know, with this rezoning thing, I had a meeting with NDS the other day trying to get back our bond for the land trust. Finally had to sit down with them. They're going to hire people. So where's that money going to come from, coach? Right. <laughs> They've right? got to be, Neil, I'm going to copy in. Uh, Sean Tubbs has got excellent reporting on this. Yeah. So, um, excellent reporting. Yeah, I'm going to respond so, to Neil's comment here I'm with just, four paragraphs from Sean Tubbs' community substack. Then I'm going to put on the I Love Seville Facebook group that is exploding. So um, I'm trying to be realistic about it. Where are they going to, I mean, cut. Great. Where are you going to cut? Are they having that frank discussion or they're just looking at it at the revenue side? I don't know the question, answer to that question. We're not in the room, right? So in their budget discussions, which, by the way, is months long, this, the budget process, I can't speak for uh, intimately about Charlottesville. I can tell you for Fulvana County because I'm tracking it. Uh, it's been going on for months and will continue to go on for months. And this whole balancing of the budget and dropping and who wants this and the sheriff department comes in or the police department comes in or the, the chief of the fire department comes in and says, I need a brand new truck because I got to do this. If they keep saying yes, eventually they're just going to push out their old, old school citizens, the ones that have been here forever. So that's a conversation we're going to have on Friday because my, we're blessed. Your parents are going we're through blessed. This. We're blessed. Right. And I told you offline, and I can't really talk about it publicly, what we're doing, but we're blessed to be able to do it. But my parents are at a point right now that they can't afford to stay in the house that they're in. And oh, by the way, there was a great opportunity that the Fulvana County Board of Supervisors shot down to build a 55 and over um, apartment complex in the front of the main gate of Lake Monticello that got shot down. Because if my parents could sell their house, put a hundred grand or whatever amount in their pocket and go over there and rent something, they could live comfortably for the rest of their lives in the community they want to stay in. Instead, because we're lucky, they're going to come live with us. They don't know that yet. (laughs) Now she does. Uh, Come live with us. But what about the people that can't, that don't have a Keith and Yona Smith? There's a lot of people out there. Also, it sounds like Keith and Yona aren't going to be selling their house now. No, no, I, I, I think that I... Well, I mean, if they move in with you, that's their home. Oh, I'm not supposed to make them pay for it? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it, it's... Yeah, I, I, 
my family comes first and Yona knows that and that's what we're going to do first and then once things happen then we'll we'll move on yeah that's, that's totally understand that that's what's going to totally understand that got to take care of mom and pop uh this is coming from i took um, care of us totally get it this is coming from grayson right down the street he said i also read what sean tubbs wrote this morning sean does a great job even a nickel increase to the real estate tax rate is abhorrent yeah well with what how is- assessments have gone up over the last handful of years. Well, you demonstrated that, right? The 250 and below is apparently going up 11%. 11%. If 11%. a home, a 11% increase so, for those 250,000 or below. Yeah, so... That's ridiculous. So that's the bottom left corner of the, of the triangle for them. The right-hand side of the triangle is the rate. And the top of the triangle is going to be the budget. So if the budget does not decrease, right? If they don't end up doing a revenue neutral budget this year, right? Revenue neutral tax assessment situation where they adjust the budget down, right? So the dollars that that individual pays doesn't go up. But the people who can least afford it are the ones that are going to get hurt the worst. Oh. Because not only does their assessed value go up 11%, but then, I haven't done the math, but then you add an extra 5 or $0.10 cents to that, your cash out of your pocket Multiply. Well, and you also have to talk about this from a buyer's perspective. I mean, you were the one that highlighted this. You said from a buyer's perspective, of prices are going up on homes. Lenders are making it more difficult for people to qualify for financing. We have population increases in every jurisdiction in Central Virginia, according to Weldon Cooper, except for the city of Charlottesville, which was down 343 citizens from 2020 to 2023. Sales were down. Every other one was up. Yeah, sales in the city of Charlottesville were down big time. Assessments from government are up. Mm -hmm. Tax rate is up. These are all headwinds. True. And how are we supposed to help people navigate that? That's your job. That's my job. Yeah. Damn. That's what, you're supposed, that's what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah. So how do you help people navigate that? And, and the way you help people, at least from my perspective, the way I help people navigate that is you've got to get into people's lives, right? You've got to say, okay, whoever, you know, where are we at? What are we trying to do? How can we help people move forward? How can we help people? One of the three requires for a trip, or, trip around the sun. I know, I know it sounds a bit... Um, Polyannic, but it's true. That's what I've I got to meet you where you're at, Jerry, so I can figure out how I can best bring the tools that I have had over three and a half decades to get you where you need to be. If you need to sell, okay, let's understand where you're at. Let's understand uh, why you need to sell and how you need to sell, and let's understand the market. If you want to buy and you need to buy, your rent just went up three or four percent or a couple of hundred bucks. What can we do to? do to help you move forward. But that's, in essence, what we do. I don't have a lot of control over what the tax rate's going to be, what the budget's going to be, or the tax assessment's going to be. What I can do is help people, like you said, navigate that to help them in their world and what they're specifically trying to achieve in their, in their lives. That's my real estate hat. My, my hat, my volunteer hat is get involved Talk to your city council members. To quote Ned Galloway, if you want to know how people are going to vote and you want to know how people are going to run, run their, their, your jurisdiction, pay attention now. The, budgets is, the budget negotiations, because that's what it is, is do that. And a little bit of a difference between the city and Keith and Yona's home, I only have to negotiate with one other person. 
Actually, I really don't. <laughs> I would want to negotiate against her. I don't. I really don't. She's going to win. She's definitely going to win. The assessment, for example, the assessment, and this is this is almost nauseating to say. But my, but my point I'm trying to make, if you don't want me finishing, yeah. is that there's so many other levers that the local jurisdiction has to negotiate with to get to a number, and it's a tough position. I, you know, one of the probably the worst job that an elected official could go through is his budget season, budget season every year. It is brutal. I tell people all the time, if you picked up the phone and said, hey, in Fulvana County or City of Charlottesville or Altmore County, I want to submit a subdivision, I would typically say wait until April. Because they're, they're not, they generally are not going to be able to focus on very much than the budget. And when you start talking to Ned and all these elected officials, everything that they're wrapped around is budget discussions for months. They have very, very little bandwidth for anything larger, larger than that. And that's out of the mouth of elected officials. In the last four years, the assessment on my family's home up $185,000 in four years, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and if I wasn't in Almost to the... Sent. And if I wasn't in the business, I would have. I, my tax assessed value was over $100,000 last year, more than market value. I will tell you right now, and that's what I'm going to talk to is next year when they, they come up with that assessment and all this stuff, I'm, I'm definitively know that I will actually pay more cash for my home than if it was in Albemarle County. I wouldn't say that that very, I wouldn't say that. I know that because you know why? Because you don't have any amenities compared to Almaro County. No, no, I'm talking, I, I got it. I'm just talking about how much cash comes out of my pocket. Oh, I get it. To pay taxes. And you know why that's the case? Because when they reassess me, I'm not going to be able to beat, I'm not going to be able to prove to them that my house is worth less than what they say. I can tell you that right now. I, they're going to come in probably $100,000 more than than what I'm tax assessed right now. And I'm not going to be able to contest it. Bill McChesney says, Keith, I did not work my whole life to get my home paid off to be run out of it by local government. My, my, that's exact conversation I had at a dinner table with my father. Exact conversation. Paid my whole house off. Now I'm, I can't afford to live here because of taxes and a bunch of other different things. I mean, a nickel, a nickel increase, we'll talk about this, a nickel increase when assessments have gone up like they have in the last few years is, is insulting. The only reason it won't be insulting if they lower the budget. If the math, if they adjust the budget down so that it's revenue neutral, so Bill doesn't pay the same amount of cash out of pocket in 2024 as he's done in 2023, then you're in good shape. The question is, is how much money they got to carve out of that budget to get to a revenue neutral. And I don't think they can get there. Woody says $180,000 over four years. How much does that amount to in taxes that you pay out of pocket every year? Hundreds of dollars every year. But, Hundreds of dollars compared what to I said year makes- one to year four, Woody. And we're in a fortunate position in that we can cover that. But there are others who are literally saying they cannot. Cover that. And that is the conversation we're going to have on Friday because in full... And he says that is a a product of a healthy real estate market. That's exactly right. So my comment about I will not be able to contest anything because I've had homes in my neighborhood sell, similar to my home, $100,000 higher than my taxes. So I am going to pay more money next year. The same thing is going to happen to my father and my mother. 
unless that's one part of this triangle changes and unless they adjust the budget downward. I don't know what that number is for the city of Charlottesville. I have no idea what it is. I don't think they're going <laughs> to. The city of Charlottesville, I've been here in the city of Charlottesville for 23 years. They're not going to do that. The city of Charlottesville is not going to adjust the budget down. It'll go up. Yeah. 23 years I've been here. And It'll I've go up. It. It'll go up, and then you'll end up spending more money. Nelson County has adjusted the budget down. City of Charlottesville will not do that. Well, they adjusted, they adjusted the budget. They held the tax rate even. Yeah. They adjusted their budget down because they had some windfalls that they were able to do that with. Plus, their student population is decreasing drastically. So their costs on that side of the equation has dropped, dropped, dropped substantially. I don't think you're going to see that in the rest of the jurisdictions. But, you, you know, Bill's 100% right. I get it. You and I are blessed. You know, if I was 20 years older and still in the house, I probably couldn't afford to stay in the house. I'd go live with my daughter, the doctor, with the doctor. You'd move to Richmond. I'd move to Richmond with the doctor. So, you know, I, I, I get it. It's part of the reason why I spend so much of my personal time, my extra time that on these boards and commissions trying to help housing affordability, right, uh, on it. So uh, it, it, it takes going to take a lot of people, but you're 100% right. I, I, I wish I had a, a, a brilliant answer, but unless they lower the budget – we're going to be paying more, more to it. Grace the, question, the question is, are you getting the services? And my bitch in my county is I'm paying the same amount of money as living in your development, and I do not get the same services. Literally, I'm paying the same amount of cash. And you have 2x the drive. I have to 2x the drive, right? To Charlottesville, to your work. Probably 3x. Well, how, 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 long long is it, how long does it take you to get from Lake Monticello from your house to Ix? 30 minutes. That's if no traffic. I get 30 from door, from, from that door to the studio, 25 to 30 minutes. How about if it was a person that was obeying the speed limit was driving? Oh. You need to ask better questions. Okay. If there was someone who was following the laws, how long would it take them? I don't know. Never done that. <laughs> Is that a thing? Do people actually do that? Is that a thing? There's people that people that actually drive. My wife, my wife is a very cautious driver. Isn't any cops watching? She drives, (laughs) which is frustrating. Love her dearly. I've succeeded today. I've succeeded today. A mile under the speed limit. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that must be frustrating. I I drive. Oh. I, I'm of the uh, impression that if you're not driving 12 over the speed limit, then you're not driving the speed limit. But not everyone's like that. So I know I have a successful show when I make that grin happen. Yeah. She drives a mile under the speed limit. Yeah. It's frustrating. Did I ever tell you that Yona is, is a licensed lap? Oh, yeah. yeah. So Yona, a true story. Um, first car we bought was in 1980, blah, 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 88. It was a Honda Accord EX four-door with five on the floor. And we traded it in at 90,000 miles and went to the Honda dealer. Actually, we pivoted to a BMW at that point. But in any event, we traded it in. And the guy looked, you know, the inspector looked at the, the brakes and said, oh, you just changed your brakes. And the other goes, yeah, I never put my foot on the brakes. She would drive from Lake Monticello 
all the way into Charlottesville, never put a foot on the brake. She would work the gearbox up and down the S-turns and all that stuff. Assume, you know, she had to stop if somebody was in front of her, but she would work the gearbox to do that. And um, her dream car is a Mustang GT500. And we will never buy that because she will be in jail. That woman can drive the wheels off a set of a car. I do the 10, 12 miles over. Yeah, she starts around 20. <laughs> uh, comments are coming in fast and furious here on the talk show. Um, Woody, I'm going to get to your comments here in a matter of moments. We'll get to the gentleman right down the street, his second comment. So you're telling me the lending environment is more difficult. You're telling me the population is increasing. You're telling me the assessments are going up, the tax rates are going up, and there's more demand than sellers uh, in today's market. Is that what Keith is telling us? I'd say the answer to that is yes. Yeah, so who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'd say the answer to that is yes. Uh, this is from Woody Fincham uh, on the program right now. We'll get to uh, Woody's comments. I love when Woody watch, watches the show. He says, the real problem comes in when a municipality has been less than proactive and decides they're going to catch up to current market value as best they can when they have not been keeping up with market value over the previous years. That creates a large increase when they actually get around to doing it. So, there really is no excuse for a municipality doing that, but they are legally allowed to do it. He also adds, you guys make a good point. Why are they not adjusting the tax rate according to what the market value changes are with the assessment? Sometimes the case could be made they should be adjusting the rate down. 100% the case. That's Woody, adjusting the rate down. The reason they don't adjust the rate down when assessments go up is because... Charlottesville, city in particular, knows one way how to run their government, and that's by spending money. Yeah. So, spending so, money. I'm sorry, I lied to you. It was Housing Wire was the article on, uh, on uh, uh, tightening, um, tightening the, uh, the federal government. Uh, banks, the, the, the title, Bikes Reporting Tightening Lending Standards for Nearly All Residential Mortgages per a Federal uh, Survey. So, look, they're tightening them up a little bit on it. Look, I, I, I know, on one hand, I know how difficult it is to sit behind a dais and govern. It is hard, right? You've got to be all things to all people, and that is a really hard thing to be. The business side of me goes, well, hold the time out, <laughs> right? If I'm losing money, right, then there's a problem and I got to fix that while I'm losing money. And how am I going to lose money? I'm either going to, how am I going to adjust that? I'm either going to raise my revenue or I'm going to decrease my expenses or some balance of, of, of both of them. Not that, not that we're doing an MBA class on business here. Oh, we don't even, you don't need an MBA to understand this. Yeah. Well, so the question is, is how do they do that and can they do that and will they do that? I think the answer is no, because again, I mean, our, Woody and I's home county, right? This water's coming to Zion's Crossroads. Those bills are going to be coming in, right? But if you take a look at it, and we'll talk about it on, on Monday. I don't have it in, in front of me, but my home county is at the bottom of the list of revenue from commercial. 2020, you know. 90% plus of revenue for Fulvana yeah, County comes from rooftops. We'll, we'll have all that data for Friday because I'm, I'm going to be very slide heavy and data heavy. Our on buddy it. Chris Fairchild wants it that way. No, no, I think he'll have business in. The problem is the business won't come because there's not enough exactly. rooftops. That's the problem. No, that's the problem. You can say I want business, but yeah, if yeah. you don't have any rooftops, you ain't going to get any business. No, no. I, and, and, and I know that even Louisa County, which knocked it out of the ballpark, I've got clients 
that want to open up businesses in the Zion's Crossroads area won't do that because they don't know where their people's going to come from. Now, if it's something that doesn't require humans, that's one thing. But most businesses require people, right, to go ahead and, and do whatever they, they do, and they, they, won't, they won't come. So Zion's Crossroads is turning into this transitory environment. You know, there's a new hotel going up, which is a Hampton Inn, right? You've got El Mariachi, one of our great sponsors out there that are knocking it out of the ballpark, right? You've got uh, uh, all these kind of services out there, and the rooftops are coming, Right? And it's always become this chicken and egg kind of thing. Fulvana County has such a small commercial development area. I don't think you could ever, unless they grow that, talk about growing growth areas, they need to grow their growth area. Their Zion's Crossroads uh, economic development area is tiny. It's, I can't remember the exact size because I'm working on the, the data for it for Friday, but it's tiny. So even if you were to fill that all up, what is it going to do to the tax rate? Probably Very little. Adjusted. But if we're not getting any more, so if I'm not, yeah, if I'm you're not, not getting any, any more smart, housing development, I'm not and you're not guy. getting any more <laughs> incremental businesses opening, I'm not a smart then you're going to get more money. You're going to take more money from current Fluvanna County. I'm not a smart guy, but if my <laughs> business revenue isn't increasing, my rooftops are at are stuck. You're going to take end. more money from Fluvanna County, and my budget is not going down; it's going up. And, and it has to go up because services are starting to, to, to be needed. You know, I mean, what are they? They're hiring um, paramedics. That's Hulbert right. County, right? Where the hell's that money come from, coach? So budget's going to go up. It, it has to go up. Or they're going to cut services out. And what happens to the people that need the services, right? It's a, tough, it's a tough situation. Of the five people on council, Sean Tubbs has got excellent reporting on this. Of the five people on council, interestingly, the one who voiced the most displeasure to, vo- to raising the uh, real estate tax rate was, who do you think, Judah? Oh, um, Nat- Natalie? No. Who do you think? No. Judy, you're on a three shot? The name's escaping me. No, I'm not. Well, you know the five people. Yeah, I do, but I've just had a senior moment and lost it. Um, Natalie? Natalie Ostrom. Yeah. I can see that. Juan Diego Wayne, Lloyd Snook, and Juan Diego Wayne, clear approval in the previous meeting to raise the tax rate. Michael Payne alludes to a, a raise of the tourism or lodging tax because it taxes people of beans that are not in the locality, living in the locality, but said, but also followed that up by saying he was not opposed to raising the real estate tax rate. Natalie, the one who said, I need more information, but I'm opposed to raising the real estate tax So the question for Natalie is, okay, what are you going to cut? Okay, cool. Let's let's keep it the same. Let's keep keep us revenue neutral. What are we going to cut? Right? What are we going to cut? You know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I might get myself into a little trouble here as the chairperson. I mean, should you be buying a $4 million building? To $4 million, spending $4 million to well, buy? I don't think the city's doing that. City's the doing city's that. buying land, yeah. The city's doing that. They're buying it from CRHA? It's, it's buying an asset. I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not dialed into that at all. And, you know, if they're paying, in one hand they're paying X, and the other hand it's somebody's doing this, it's a simple real estate transaction, that's fine. I don't know where that money's coming from. It could uh, it's be, coming from the American Rescue Plan. 
Okay, got it. So it's not even city money. It's, it's federal money, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I'm very much so not read into that, and I'm busy on a hundred different other things sure. on that. But, you know, the, the, it, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing, right? So if you're going to hold the tax rate done, that's not a problem. How are you going to reduce the budget? Because we know the assessment is set, right? The value is set, and we're fluctuating with that. But to Neil's point, it's, this is, there's a little posturing going on here, I'm sure. Well, they've got to advertise it first. Yeah, but there's also posturing going on, right? This is all a series of negotiations. As I said, the only person I've got to negotiate on my personal budget is Forrester Dog, because I think he's the only one that actually <laughs> listens to me on that, on our house budget. Forrest, is, is he a hound mix? Is that what Forrest is? Uh, he's the golden child. He's the golden child. Uh, he is I a think he's a hound mix. Tennessee right? Walker Cooning Hound. He, we got him from the pound, uh, from, the, from the SPCA. This comment comes in, Keith, it's not revenue neutral because the assessments keep increasing. Well, it'll be revenue neutral. If they lower the tax rate. Or, to offset the assessment increase. Or, or they kept the budget, budget the same. Or they lowered the budget. Lower the budget, yeah. Right? So the question for the elected official is, I get it. You can play around with the assessment, the budget, uh, excuse me, the assessment and the rate and the budget all you want. All I want to know is, I'm pay am I paying the same amount of cash in 23 as I am in 2024? And the answer to that is no, then you're not revenue neutral. This is a good question that's come in. Can Keith get us? In fact, we could probably find this. Is the new data released from HUD on household income in Charlottesville? No. 123.3 that... was a 2022 number, right? C correct. I think that comes out either in March or April every okay. year. Okay. We're not quite there. You're talking about the AMI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AMI probably won't come out until March or April. Got it. I have to double check that. But it's generally, if I remember correctly, somewhere around there. So we're right now working off of the 123.3. From 2022. It's 2022 numbers. Yeah. Well, it's technically 2023, but it's based on 2022 numbers. But, yeah, that should be coming out over there. Yeah, so I just want to be clear. What I mean by revenue neutral, I mean revenue neutral to the individual taxpayer, right? Am I paying more cash or less cash, right, or the same amount? Neil, Neil uh... Neil Williams. Was he giving me a hard time? Oh, he makes me laugh. Neil Williamson says, conventional wisdom is that force the dog is just pretending to listen to Keith. Pretending. Oh, no, he's right. Force the dog. He's 100%. Force the dog wants treats. Yeah, much like Liza. Liza the dog loves Keith. Dogs love Keith. I, I, I have not met a dog that, that I could not warm up to. Dogs, dogs love Keith. Dan Pettit, hello. Hey, Dan. Hope things are well. Yeah, so, you know, look, at the end of the day, um, this is an important conversation that we're having to get out there. Please get involved. Please read as often as you can. Listen as often as you can. Get as much information as you can. But talk to your elected officials, right? If you live in the city of Charlottesville, talk to them. I think one of the challenges... Um Talk to them. Say, tell me, what are the tell challenges? me how you're gonna. I mean, tell me how you're going to adjust this so I'm not spending more money and I can afford to still stay here. One of the challenges that's happening, um, and whether people have highlighted this phenomenon or not, is just about all, or, or not just about all, most media, at least those who use keyboards to create media, typing to create media, whether it's publishing online or in paper, are now putting their content behind paywalls 
Which oh, you have to pay for it. Very much limited, limiting. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. Limiting engagement. It's interesting. It's, it's funny. It's, you should, it's funny you should say that. One of my sources that I like to read is behind a paywall. I had to. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. Wire. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, I, those I've already. So I have some big ones. I I pay for every year. Housing Wire, uh, Inman, Reese Media. Um, you know, so I, I, there's a couple other ones that names escapes me that I pay, I subscribe to. Um, and as families and households have to stretch the dollar more, those subscriptions are being cut. So the engagement with oh, civically. We've is, already done that in our house. Right. So what's happening is folks are getting less news from paid media. We've done that uh, in our house. We've cut everything down. I think we're just doing Hulu and that's it. You know, because it has TCM in it, and I love TCM. TCM? Uh, but look, I, as we've been sitting here, two new houses came on the market. Oh. Two went on pending, though. Mm. What are the two new ones that came on market? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I, I'm just looking at the total number as we're, as we're sitting here. Let me see. Woody says if Fluvanna really wants to do something for Lake Monticello, they could let us tap into the water line and allow us to pay municipal rates rather than a private company rate that charges way too much water. That has hardly any pressure. So that's a very interesting thing. Water is such a point of conversation for Fulvana Countyans. Fulvana County had an opportunity. So back to my expert thing. I've been involved in this for 35 years. Fulvana County had to have been about 20-something years ago. Let me see, 97. How long ago was that? 97 was 27 years ago. So 27 years ago, Fulvana County had the ability to buy the water system from, at that time, it was Aqua Source. So Lake Monticello, a little history on this. I like this one. Lake Monticello Owners Association owned the water and sewer company out there. It was called Lake Monticello Service Company. It sold it to a company by the name of Aqua Source which was an Enron company, by the way, went bankrupt. Then that's when Aqua America came in and bought it in 97. And the reason I know this is I was trying to put a subdivision together in Lake Monticello um, and got told that uh, by DEQ and EPA, they were not going to connect. They're not going to allow me to turn on the connection because every single one of the, the sewer pumps were dumping raw sewer into the lake back in 97. Every single one of them. Not just one or two, but every single one of them. And I had to build a $450,000 pump station. I had to do all those repairs that were downstream for me that I had nothing to do with because Enron went bankrupt. Aquasource went bankrupt. But the county of Fulvana had an opportunity to buy that at a couple million bucks. Ridiculously low low number. Then they could have controlled, then they could have grew from there and done that. There was another version of it that Aqua Virginia offered to sell it and run water up to Zion's Crossroads for $10 million that Fulvana County turned down. Instead, we're doing $27 million that we still don't have water coming out of the James. And that's been, I can't tell you how many years. It's just sitting there. Yes, I have useless information. I like that information, Keith. I have useless information. I like when you go into the vault right there. I was in, in the room, in part of the negotiations when all this was going on. I like when you go into the vault. Sound like a no-brainer. I was, in, I was in a building 
in Palmyra when the earthquake came by, literally trying to negotiate a deal between Aqua Source, Aqua, um, Aqua Virginia, and Fulvana County, so Fulvana County could take it over way back when the earthquake came in, and it just never happened. Fulvana County had multiple opportunities to own that. To control the water. To control the water, so they chose not to take it. Kevin, Kevin Yancey said this is literally why he moved from Fluvanna County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, um, it's, and, and Louisa County beat our pants by creating their own wa- water and sewer. Brian system. says, more history from Keith, please. That was fascinating, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of a lot of useless information. We should do history with Keith. Yeah. He's got props on Friday. I've with got, Tony O'Brien and Chris I Fairchild. got props on Friday. I, I don't know if they're going to be any good, but I got props. Board of Supervisors, we two of them We got Board of Supervisors. Set. We will continue this, this conversation. Um, Woody says, Aqua is the devil. Uh, I, I, I very rarely disagree with Woody. I just happen to know the details behind it. So in the sale, so you know this. From the sale of Lake Monticello, Lake, which was whole, Lake Monticello Service Company, which was wholly owned by Lake Monticello Owners Association. I'm closing my eyes because I want to make sure I get this right. When it sold it to Aquasource, part of the contract agreement was that they had to make $16 million worth of improvements and not increase rates for 20 years or 15 years. I believe it was 15 years. So when Aqua source or aqua america or aqua virginia took them over they needed to honor that agreement so they spent all this money improving the system and couldn't raise rates for like 15 years and then bingo rates started coming in and the other thing about rates which most people do not know they're controlled by what what are those rates controlled by the water rates yep tell me scc Mm. do you also know that the scc requires them to make money I would imagine. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, so sometimes these rate increases are not what AquaSource wants. They're demanded by the SEC. Uh, they, this question's come in. Would Fluvanna ever run out of water? Depends. <laughs> Jesus. Now or when, when? At this given moment? At this given moment. At this given moment. Or, or in the future. Well, it depends, right? So at the moment, there's 500,000 extra gallons of water to give um, per day. They produce about 500,000 gallons a day. They got a permit and capability to produce a million gallons. So this is a complicated engineering conversation. So volume is one thing. Pressure is something else. The sewer, on the other hand, is the problem. Lake Monticello, this this comment comes in. Lake Monticello, Lake Caroline, and Lake of the Woods all have the same issue. Water and sewer systems never designed for that number of homes. Oh, amen. Amen. That's exactly. I I remember when I built the $450,000 pump station, I was trying to negotiate, at the time I had contracting companies, I was trying to negotiate with Lake Monticello um, that, because this pump station that I built was designed to pressurize all of Lake Monticello, which they never turned on, and I wanted the contract to replace all the lines of blue once they turned it on, because the, the, it was... It was built in 1968 and 1969. It never got fixed. It never got worked on for decades upon decades upon decades. And if you put too much pressure in some of those pipes, I want the contract to replace them all. There you go. Keith Smith, what do you got planned for Friday? Oh, we got the, uh, we talked about that. We got Tony O'Brien. It's a tease for the show. Oh, got it. Sorry. 
You got me all worked up about this history thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Tony O'Brien, Chris Fairchild. Fluvanna County Fluvanna Board of Supervisors. County. We're going to talk real estate. We're going to talk budget. We're going to talk how we're going to keep my mother and father in, in the county and see how it goes. I, mean, I think you'd be coming pretty much the source of news for Fluvanna County as traditional news goes behind paywalls at times of inflation where household budgets do not have the discretionary income to cover subscription costs. Literally, I was reading an article and that popped up. I said, well, I don't don't like that article that much and kept on going. And you you cut the subscription? No, no, no. I was, it came up in my Oh. In my feed, my Google notifications, right? Gotcha. And I was reading it, all of a sudden this pay, you can, if you sign up, well, it was, it was first you needed to give them your email. I said, yeah, that ain't happening. And the second thing was, is you can pay to, to get more content or whatever. And I said, yeah, I'm good. Have go. a good show today. Absolutely. Keith Smith, Judah Wickhauer, Jerry Miller. I met at noon. Real Talk with Keith Smith, archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Click the Partners tabs, Please. and you will see the partners that you can trust on, you can count on in real estate, partners vetted by Keith and Yes Realty Partners. Two that came on with Almore County, by the way. Two new listings in Almore County. The I Love Seville show, guys, 1230. Take care, everyone. Excellent show. The history piece was fascinating. Oh, I, I can go in the-